Hello, and welcome to People of Polk, the official podcast of the Polk County Board of Supervisors. Here, we discuss real issues that matter to the people of Polk County, Iowa. Issues like public health, criminal justice reform, and economic development right here in our community. I'm your host, John Cahill, and today we're discussing Polk County conservation. I'm here with Matt McCoy, one of Polk County's Board of Supervisors, and Rich Leopold, Polk County's Director of Conservation. Let's get started. Great to have you both here today. Let's start with some basics. Rich, briefly share with our audience who and what the Polk County Conservation Department is and what you do. Sure. Well, and thanks for having me. Um, Polk County Conservation is the organization that runs a lot of the parks and trails within Polk County. So looking at our organization, our main mission is environmental education, uh, outdoor recreation, and then preservation of natural resources. We have about 15,000 acres of land spread across to about 23 different areas and also include a lot of the major trail systems, the High Trestle Trail, Chautauqua Valley Trail, Daly Wilson Trail, Great Western Trail, and a few others are also ours. Rich, I'm guessing that sometimes there is a little bit of confusion about what's the difference between Des Moines Parks and Recreation and Polk County Conservation. And that's a great question, and we get it often. And when people see us out and about in uniform or in trucks or whatever, they don't know the difference between city, county, state. You know, you're the DNR, right? You know, we're <laughs> Polk County Conservation. So uh, what we often do is when we look at outdoor recreation, we look at more passive types of recreation. So we don't do tennis courts, swimming pools, dog parks, stuff like that. We do camping, hiking, fishing, hunting, uh, paddle sports. Uh, winter, we'll be doing snowshoeing and, and cross-country skiing and like that. We also do a lot of environmental education. So we have a, a full-time cadre of professional naturalists that do a lot of programming in the community. And Park and Rec really doesn't do a lot of that. So when it comes to bird hikes or stargazing or outdoor skills classes and things like that, we do a lot of that also. The third thing I'll just touch on is preservation of our natural heritage. So we take it very seriously to preserve and protect and restore prairies, forests, wetlands, oxbows, stream corridors, lakes, things like that. Matt, why is conservation important to Polk County, and how does the Board of Supervisors get involved? Well, we get involved in a variety of ways. It's important to us because it's important to our constituents that uh, rely on the park system. And now more than ever during COVID, we've found that parks are in, and uh, trail systems are a refuge for families to get away together, to recreate outdoors together. And the investment that we make really impacts the quality of life for our individuals that live in Polk County and use our trail system and our park system. And Matt alluded to this, but you had a very busy year because of the pandemic. But there are a couple of big projects you're working on that I want to dive into. First, let's start with Easter Lake on Des Moines South Side. Tell us a little bit about the upgrades that are happening out there. Oh yeah, Easter Lake has been a great success story for us. We're looking at annual visitorship. Last year was about 1.2 million visitors. So we have a number of different ways we track, whether it be the trail system, our drive-throughs, or our concession out there. Um, we had an incredibly busy beach season. We have a concession out there that is now renting boats, so paddle sports, uh, such as kayaking and canoeing, along with fishing boats, and the beach itself was incredibly busy. We have a trail now that's 4.1 miles around Easter Lake. It's a 12-foot concrete trail with seven bridges, absolutely beautiful. And just this last summer, it was connected 
through a trail coming down from County Socket Park to the rest of the Des Moines network. And people are really kind of blown away by how beautiful it is out there. It is. We went through this major lake restoration. So the lake, you know, five years ago was not too impressive. Uh, we took it down, drained it. Uh, we did a lot of work to the bottom of it. We brought it back up again, and now the fishery is looking very strong. And Matt, you represent the area that includes Easter Lake. What do these upgrades mean for that part of the county from an economic development standpoint, as well as just quality of life enhancements? Well, you know, first of all, there's just been so much development, uh, single-family homes, multifamily homes in the area, that it gives everybody kind of a backyard to stretch out in and to uh, take advantage of. In terms of economic development, again, it's, it's the quality of life that goes with that. And you see families out using the trail system. You see uh, walkers, senior citizens out walking the system. It's, it's just a really wonderful amenity for that part of, of the area. And I think it, it helps build a, a stronger community. Uh, certainly, you want to be in a place where uh, people are going to own homes and, and can get to a park within walking distance, and that's, that, that fits the bill. And I thought it was really fascinating when we were out there touring Easter Lake that uh, some of the work that went into upgrading Easter Lake, including dredging up a lot of the soil and removing it, it from the lake to clean it up, and that soil was recycled for another project in Polk County, the Riverview Park Amphitheater Project. Tell us a little bit more about that process, Rich and Matt, and why that decision was made. Well, we started with what's called hydrologic dredging, which means we had a dredge sitting on the water with a big, huge vacuum suck pipe that was pulling up muddy water out. We'd take it to a site, the mud would settle out, and then we'd return the water. So we got rid of, oh, about 400,000 cubic yards of muck that way. After that, we still had a lot of muck that we wanted to get at. So we drained the lake and then brought in mechanical equipment, bulldozers, backhoes, dump trucks, and things like that. And we took out another three, 400,000 uh, cubic yards of muck, and we had to have somewhere to uh, bring it to. Well, one of the good fortunate things that happened along the way, that was we found there was a need in another county area, the Riverview Park, I believe it's called, and so we arranged the transportation for a lot of the Easter Lake bottom to go to the new park for its top. Very cool. Well, since we're on the subject of Riverview, Matt, the crew is close to finishing up construction on the new stage and other entertainment elements. And anyone who grew up in Des Moines and is a certain age, I guess, remembers the old amusement park. Tell us about the progress of this revitalization effort and what it means for neighborhoods on the north side. Well, it's, it's a terrific project, and it... Uh, it will be a place for concerts, outdoor entertainment, uh, also a place for people in that uh, part of the uh, that part of the city to, to gather. One of the things that I think is most exciting about it is that's an economically distressed area, and it was otherwise uh, just going to be vacant land that was sitting there, and now it is being programmed as a as a concert venue with a beautiful stage, really, I think one of the finest playground systems in the in in the state, um, and I think it will be a, a great amenity for the neighborhood uh, going forward. I think people are very excited for that as well. Well, a lot is happening in conservation with Polk County, obviously. Rich, you have a number of new projects that opened as well out in Jester Park. 
You and your team added new outdoor activities, including a rock climbing wall, I believe, and a new rental area. Are these available year-round, and what experiences should people be taking advantage of throughout the year, especially now that it's starting to snow here? Yeah, Jester Park is kind of our playground, so we do have a lot of amenities out there, and it is year-round, um, especially with uh, the advent of COVID. Man, have we been busy. We've seen 150 200% increases in trail usage, uh, camping, picnicking, outdoor use of all kinds. Um, if you come out to Jester Park, there's a number of amenities you can take advantage of out there. We do have the Jester Park Nature Center that's out there, a beautiful $10 million nature center that we call Gateway to the Outdoors. So in addition to wonderful family and kid displays on the inside, it has a trail leading out back that'll take you right to Discovery Pond, a lot of opportunities for paddling, fishing, what have you there. Um, if you come in the winter, we also have this Outdoor Recreation and Wellness Center, uh, which is open year-round, by the way. It has a shooting sports. So you have an archery and an air rifle range. also has a climbing wall. In the winter, it functions as a rental center. So we groom quite a few miles of cross-country ski, skate ski, and snowshoe trails at Jester Park. And you can get equipped, everything you need, right there at the Outdoor Recreation and Wellness Center. And I know you want to be inclusive, and you keep the cost very low, so anybody can take advantage of this. Right? We do, yeah. And we do participate in low-income programs also. So there, we try to make sure that uh, economic standing will not stand in the way of you getting outside and having a good time. What else is happening with uh, Polk County communities? What should we keep in mind or look out for in the upcoming months or even the next year regarding conservation? Well, there's a lot going on with the outdoor recreation world. So in addition to the trails that I had uh, mentioned beforehand, we do have the Lordson Skate Park that will be opening here shortly. Uh, soft opening yet this fall, but a major grand opening next spring. 88,000 square feet of concrete, the largest skate park in the United States. We're excited about adding that to our um, holdings. We're also looking at the Central Iowa Water Trails and our affiliation with that. So we already do a lot with the water. We have the Four Mile Creek Greenway, we have Easter Lake, and dozens of ponds, lakes, beaches, and things like that. And so we're figuring out within Polk County Conservation how we integrate and best use the Central Iowa Water Trails effort. And Matt, I think you said to me one time that this is really going to be a game changer for Central Iowa in terms of you know, job recruitment and retention of uh, youth. Absolutely. I think it is a, a great way to engage with our rivers. These are natural uh, resources that flow through our downtown. Uh, currently, there's, there's so many challenges with them, uh, with these low-head dams, and removing those, I think, is going to be a way to address the issue of uh, water safety. Uh, in addition to that, we want to have conversations around uh, water quality and what's involved in improving our water quality and uh, really get the community engaged in uh, cleaning up our water. And then the third item is uh, resiliency as it relates to flooding. Uh, we really want to do what we can to uh, basically uh, avoid the flooding that we have every spring uh, like clockwork and, and do what we can to ensure that uh, we're preventing erosion and all kinds of practices that uh, we know uh, that we can improve upon to make our water uh, safer as well as uh, more resilient. We've been doing quite a bit with water quality. So about five years ago, actually, we started with staff, volunteers, and other city people helping us out water monitoring. We've been doing that for over five years now. 
um, we're starting to operationalize that information. So looking at hotspots and things that are happening around the area and what we can do to address water quality concerns. You know, another thing Supervisor McCoy brought up was the um, resiliency of the floodplains and working with the city of Des Moines and other partners, establishing the Four Mile Creek Greenway, which is the first greenway that I know of in the state of Iowa, based on the 100-year floodplain. And thus far, we've had to buy out close to 200 properties and accumulated 640 acres. It's now the third largest park in the county. Is there concern about the climate change at all in your line of work? And you know, we're seeing these 100-year floods every couple of years now. So right. how does that impact you? Kind of breaks that definition, a 100-year flood, doesn't it? it? Does. No, uh, you know, the uh, climate is shifting. There's absolutely no doubt in the natural resources world, and we have to respond to those shifts. So doing things like creating those greenways. Uh, another thing we're doing is looking at upland water retention. So when we have those events that you know, dump six, eight, ten inches of rain, like these Charlie Brown clouds that just open up and won't leave, um, how is the city going to respond to that? The best way to do it is to have healthy watersheds and upland water retention. Of course, we got Sailorville, but that's you know a big Army Corps of Engineers for the entire state. How do we protect Beaver Creek, Walnut Creek, Four Mile Creek, and areas like that? Those are questions that we're dealing with on a county level. And, and even at the city level, I know Clive Greenbelt and Urbandale and, and all of these communities are trying to figure out, are we going to have to change the way we, we've built neighborhoods? And are we going to have to take houses out? I mean, Clive is actually having those conversations. Yeah, and those are tough conversations. Some of these homes are, they're not just new builds. These are 60, 80-year-old homes that have multi-generational families in that historically they were fine, but because of development and because of the climate shifting, they're now in danger and they're flooding every couple of years. And that's got to be a huge investment for counties, for local governments, cities, towns. Uh, how do you weigh that option when you're making decisions? Do you invest now or just, you know, over the course of years, you just keep dealing with it and dealing with the cleanup and all that? that ounce of pre uh, prevention versus a pound of cure kind of thing. You know, this last go around with Four Mile, uh, we spent between us and the city of Des Moines about $14 million um, buying homes and then creating this greenway. But it's do that or rebuild and then spend it two years from now and then two years from now and then two years from now. <laughs> yeah, that makes, it, to me, it makes perfect sense. And I think the other, the other thing we do to address climate change is, is we have to be flexible enough to understand that um, we have to understand that, uh, that it's going to keep changing. And um, even, even as, um, as, as we're developing parks and systems, the uses of those are going to change over time as well. And uh, uh, it's just it's mostly going to be driven by climate rare climate events. Climate and growth for a community like this where you anticipate the population is supposed to jump up what, 10% or something over the next decade. I'm making that number up. But, but obviously, this is a growing community, so you have to think about that with surface water. Where does all that go? How do you prevent flooding, right? Right. Absolutely. Greenways. Now is like the perfect time. So when we've been doing a lot of our acquisitions over these last five or six years, uh, the community, the business community, the agricultural community have all responded very well because everybody understands that if you're going to create greenways and parks and natural spaces, you need to do it now. 
because the suburbs are developing so fast, and even within the city of Des Moines, and the inholdings are developing fast. So the time to establish these natural areas and natural processes for water quality is now. I think one of the interesting things I'd love to hear uh, Rich talk a little bit about is uh, public hunting areas, because that has been a, a huge issue as more and more farms have uh, been converted into corporate enterprises. There's less farmland available for hunting, whether it's pheasant hunting or uh, deer hunting. And um, that's I, I think that's important to a lot of people that grew up in Iowa and learning how to hunt and uh, that being a part of their life. Yeah, we do have a strong tradition here in Iowa and here in Polk County of hunting and fishing, and we provide for both of those. So when we acquire land, one of the criteria we look at is the opportunity for public hunting. So, for example, we have Chachaqua Bottoms Greenbelt in the northeast corner of this county. It's now 9,000 acres of prairie wetland complex. Uh, it's the largest such complex in the region. It's bigger than Neil Smith National Wildlife Refuge, and it's almost all huntable. We do a lot of mentored hunts. We have managed deer hunts, waterfowl, pheasant, upland game birds, things like that. We also have a gun range and a dog range out there for training. Um, so we do take it seriously as part of our natural heritage to provide for that. That's so just one example. Do you think our, our, our county parks are underutilized? I, I think people would be surprised if they just venture out to Jester Park and, and see what's out there. A lot of people don't know what all is available. That, that is true. Um, COVID has actually driven a lot more people out. So, you know, Jester Park's kind of our playground because we have an equestrian center, a golf course, a lodge, uh, cabins, campgrounds, five campgrounds. We had over 800,000 visitors last year at Jester Park. Um, some of our lesser known areas, though, so say like Chachaqua Bottoms, which is a huge area that a lot of people don't know about, or our smaller areas like Malley's Park, Thomas Mitchell, Yellow Banks. There's some beautiful parks out there within our system that once people find out who we are and what we got, they always say, what's next? Well, what else do you got? Matt McCoy, do you have a favorite county park? You know, I, I, I'm i very fond of Easter Lake, and I actually had a home on Easter Lake, uh, you know, 15 years ago, and uh, just watching that whole area develop and watching the, the transformation of Easter Lake uh, into what it is today, that's one of my favorites. How about you? Well, I'm not you supposed to say, say, but <laughs> yeah. if I had to pick... I love Browns Woods Forest Preserve over in West Des Moines. That whole corridor along the Raccoon River uh, right there is just so beautiful. And it's, it's really natural. I know it seems odd to say because it's all natural. But uh, as a forest preserve, we try to keep that to the highest standard when it comes to the integrity of the forest itself. Matt McCoy, Rich Leopold, thank you so much for being with us and taking a few moments to discuss Polk County Conservation, that is it for today's show. What do you think about today's topic? Let us know on social media using the hashtag People of Polk. For up-to-date local news and important information, follow Polk County, Iowa on Facebook and on Twitter, or head over to polkcountyiowa.gov. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on People of Polk.